If you like thinking about the great players in the NFL that wore certain jersey numbers, you'll love jersey number 71 in today's episode because it is filled with stars that you can't even believe wore at 71. There's a plethora of them, and they're all coming up in just one moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we are podcasting from America's North Shore, bringing you the memories of the gridiron, one day at a time. So in taking the snap from the SportsHistoryNetwork.com and handing off to PigskinDispatch.com, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com, one of the many great podcasts on the SportsHistoryNetwork.com. And we are here to present you our Football by number series. Welcome to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And we are so excited to have you here once again. Thank you for joining us. The Football by number series has become a very popular item here at PigskinDispatch.com and on SportsHistoryNetwork.com. And we are just so excited to present to you jersey number 71 tonight. And I think you are going to be quite surprised as I was once I started going over this list. It's going to be hard to get us down to a top 10 because there are just some really stalwart athletic NFL players on this list. Now, let's go to where we always start, and that is the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the players that they say that are enshrined in Canton, Ohio, that wore jersey number 71 during their career. And those players are Fred Dean, Larry Allen, Carl Eller, Walter Jones, George Connor, and Alex Karras. Now, that's six pretty staunch and great athletes that are in the Hall of Fame, and there are many more that are not yet in the Hall of Fame, and I think some of those will be very soon. But let's start off by talking about the first gentleman that we mentioned, and that is Fred Dean. He wore number 71 for seven seasons from 1975 to 1981, and he was a San Diego Charger during that era. And then he switched numbers. He went to Jersey number 74 in from 1982 to 1985 with the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, Fred was a four-time Pro Bowler, two times as an All-Pro, and won two Super Bowl championships while with the 49ers. So, you know, great player. And, you know, a little bit of a bio we have from our uh, football birthdays. He was born on February 24, 1952 in Arcadia, Louisiana. He's a stud linebacker from Louisiana Tech. And he was the leader of the La Tech defense and helped them make the team the 1973 NCAA Division II championship. And Dean had 392 career tackles during his college days. And he's forever recognized as one of the top collegians of the Great Iron when he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2009. Now, the San Diego Chargers took Fred in the second round of the 75 NFL draft, and he played 11 seasons in the league, both with the Chargers and 49ers, as we said earlier. And sacks were not an official stat uh, during his NFL career, but with the help of John Turney and Nick Webster, they have got them added into the ProFootballReference.com, and their numbers say that he had 92 sacks in his career, 52 of them with the Chargers in seven years, and 40 more in five years with the 49ers. So Fred Dean, great defender and definitely a great number 71. He's going as our first entrant onto our top 10 for jersey number 71. And I think next we're going to talk about a pretty good offensive lineman named Larry Allen. 
Now, Larry was born November 27, 1971. He began his college football career at Butte Junior College in Oroville, California, before transferring to Sonoma State, a Division II school near San Francisco, according to the ProFootballHOF.com website. Now, his stock rose high enough that the Dallas Cowboys in the 1994 NFL Draft picked Larry with their second-round pick, number 46 overall in the draft. And he had a versatility who was just proven to be a player that could play every position on the Cowboys' offensive line in his 12 seasons with the team, except he didn't play center. Now, Larry played 14 seasons over on the NFL, and he spent a couple in San Francisco in that span, and he played 11 Pro Bowls and had seven straight All-Pro seasons. Now, he was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2013, and you know had a Super Bowl championship, all 19 90s team all 2000s team so two different decades he made the the all hall of fame team that is some pretty good resume and that is why larry allen the offensive lineman most famously of the dallas cowboys he'll be our second player to be on that greatest number 71s in nfl history next up is our man carl eller Eller was born January 25th, 1942 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he was a stud University of Minnesota tackle that arrived into his life on that day. And after a great 1963 season, Carl was a first-team choice on eight of nine major All-American teams, just missing out on being totally unanimous. And they probably regret they didn't put him on there. Now, National Football Foundation tells that Eller played both sides of the ball for the Gophers at tackle. And he was uh, selected to go into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2006. And as a professional, he was moved exclusively to the defensive side after being selected in the first round of the NFL draft by the Minnesota Vikings. Eller became a fixture in one of the greatest defensive lines in history, the Vikings' infamous Purple People Eaters, as he teamed up with the great Jim Marshall. He played 16 seasons as a DN for Minnesota, amassing 44 sacks per the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, again, John Turney, Nick Webster, they have that number reevaluated, and that takes him up to 133 and a half sacks uh, unofficially because they ended up uh, were taking all the th- sacks that were counted prior 1981 all the way to 1960. So a 30-year span that they uh, did the work on there, and it took them 30 years to do that, and they figured out he had 133 and a half sacks. What great work that uh, Nick Webster and John Turney did for the Pro Football Reference uh, website, and uh, we're glad that they could share that with us. And uh, so that really tells you a great story about Carl, what a great player he was, and that is why exactly he is going on as number three on our top ten greatest number 71s that wore that number 71 NFL jersey. Uh, Even though he only wore 71 for one season, I'm putting him on that list because 133 sacks, that's pretty amazing. Now, next up on our list, to think about is Walter Jones, a great offensive lineman. Walter was born in 1974 on January 19th, Aliceville, Alabama, and he played for Florida State as an offensive tackle. And he was chosen in a 1997 NFL draft as a sixth player overall taken by the Seattle Seahawks. And he uh, had 12 seasons, and he made it to nine Pro Bowls in those uh, 12 seasons, uh, all with Seattle. And Walter Jones in 2014 had his football legacy placed in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. And what a great player he truly was you know he was nine pro bowls four times as all pro all 2000s hall of fame team uh war 71 his entire career uh, started 180 games out of 180 games played so 
perfect on that and uh, did not miss too many games a uh, little bit in the beginning of his career a little bit at the end of his career but pretty solid through and through for Walter Jones and good enough that he is going to be with his 12 seasons wearing that number 71 fourth player on our all-time greatest number 71s list and now I'd like to take a look at George Connor, another Hall of Famer that we want to talk about. And George Connor is just another guy that he had four Pro Bowls, four All-Pros, all 1940s team, and just a tremendous player. You know, played to tackle, linebacker, defense tackle, guard, and you know, just very good for the Chicago Bears, 1948 all the way to 1955, and uh, just really excelled at every position that he played. Had seven interceptions in his career, and uh, just just played really well. So I think that is why we're going to put George Connor as one of our next players, even though four seasons, but they were four pretty good seasons for the Bears. He will go on as our fifth player into our greatest players, one number 71. And this next one, a true legend. Alex Karras. Now, we just uh, celebrated uh, the life of and career of Alex Karras. Uh, July 15th, uh, 1935, was his birthday. And he's enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions, a three-time All-Pro. And he made the Pro Bowl four times in his career. And Mr. Karras is a proud alumni of of the Iowa University and his prowess there sealed placement for him in the College Football Hall of Fame class of 1991 as well so both Halls of Fame for him and after football Alex Karras was a wrestler a broadcaster and also could be seen on the television and particularly when he starred on the sitcom Webster and on the big screen he played Mongo on the comedy Blazing Saddles but for his football career you know like we said four Pro Bowls three All-Pros and the all Hall of Fame 1960s team. Uh, another excellent player, defensive tackle. And, you know, we do have him down as 100 sacks, according to that great w- uh, work by Turney and Webster uh, on Pro Football Reference. And, uh, you know, just another tremendous player. You know, got in a little bit of trouble. Was kind of a, a, a interesting character. We talked about him in the news a few times on our football history headlines and got a little trouble with the commissioner uh, along with Mr. Paul Horning right about the same time, but his to not outdo what his play was and uh, the character that he showed on the football field. And that is why he is going on as number six onto our list of top 10 number 71s. Now, that's our Hall of Famers. So all six of our Hall of Famers we placed on that list. But don't worry, we still have some excellent, excellent players. That's a good time to take a break from our football history discussion and hear from one of our sponsors, Row One Brand. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings you sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com ROW number one for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15 Follow the link on the show notes Always be 
know, and I guess the first one maybe we want to talk about is a, a more recent player that the many of you have seen play, and that is Jason Peters. Now, Jason uh, started off in 2004 with the Buffalo Bills and played there for five seasons, and then the next 12 years, including the 2020 season, he spent with the Philadelphia Eagles. And what a fine career he has. Uh, he is just going to be one of those guys that, that uh, probably we're going to see him in, uh, in Canton, Ohio, uh, five years after he decides to hang it up. And I think the man can still play at a high level. Six foot four, 328 pounds. And he, he hails from uh, Bowie County, Texas. And just a, a very good player. Nine Pro Bowls in that great career. Two All-Pros a Super Bowl championship with the Eagles and the all 2010s team, Hall of Fame team for him. And uh, just a very solid uh, tackle and very coveted with the both the Bills and the Eagles. Really enjoy having them him at the, their left tackle. So I think he will be another one that we're going to put right on first ballot, top 10, number 71s. He's on there. 18 seasons wearing that number. Let's talk about uh, Eddie Bood. Now, Eddie is a very interesting character himself, very significant. He played guard uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs from 1963 in the AFL all the way to 1976 in the NFL, War 71, his entire career. Now, he has a Super Bowl championship, two AFL championships, two All-Pro seasons, and seven Pro Bowls that he played in. Uh, Just uh, another fantastic player 177 games played 161 started and wearing that uh, number 71 for his entire career in the NFL you know Eddie Ed Boudreau you know, just a a great player now I'm not going to put him on yet I think he has pretty has a pretty good chance of making it on with 14 seasons wearing that but there's still some pretty good players here we need to talk about and one of them is Will Anderson. Now, Will wore the number 71 for a good long time himself. And he wore it uh, for 12 years with the Cincinnati Bengals from 1996 through the 2007 season. And then he went over to the Baltimore Ravens for 2008 and changed numbers to number 79. Uh, but this man had four Pro Bowls, three All-Pro seasons with the Bengals at the tackle position. 184 games started in 195 that he was eligible and suited up for. And uh, I think that's some pretty good numbers also. But I don't think that we can quite yet say, hey, you know, we're putting Willie Anderson on that list because, like I said, we got some good players yet to talk about. And one of them is Josh Sitton. Now, Josh is another great offensive lineman, uh, played guard uh, with the Green Bay Packers from 2008 to 2015, spent 2016-2017 on the roster of the Chicago Bears, and one final season in the Miami Dolphins organization for a cup of coffee. Wore that 71 his whole career, four Pro Bowls, once as a Super Bowl champion, and that was with the Packers. And, uh, you know, very solid numbers. 138 games started in 148 that he suited up for. Uh, But I'm not sure that that's going to be enough, Uh, but we'll put him on the watch list. No fear yet. We're not saying he's not on there. But when you have a guy coming up like Charles Mann, it's hard to get on that list when you have a guy like that. Because this defensive end, he came into league in 1983 with the Washington Redskins. Stayed with them all the way through the 1993 season. And then played a year later with the San Francisco 49ers for a year in 1994. And... 
Charles played had in four Pro Bowls, three times was a Super Bowl champion, and his numbers are off the charts. He has 83 sacks. Uh, his tackles are 796, and just was a force to be reckoned with at that left defensive end position. And another one that I think we're going to have to really watch closely here when we go into our deliberations because this guy could play some ball just like Joe Scabelli could. And Joe is another super offensive lineman that played in the NFL, played guard and tackle, uh, came in 1961 with the Rams and was a Ram through the 1975 season as a right guard. And what a right guard he was. Uh, made it to one Pro Bowl with the, them, but just to play that many seasons and start 193 games out of 202 that he was eligible to start in. That tells you that he was a pretty good, solid anchor for that Rams offensive line, but I'm not sure he's going to have enough to make it into this really tough uh, group of number 71s that uh, just have some great players. Uh, how about uh, Keith Fawnhorst? Now, he's another one that uh, really you got to talk about this because this significance to his team at offensive tackle position for the San Francisco 49ers from 1974 to 1987. The longevity of these guys playing offensive line, and especially in that era, uh, 160 games started, 193 he was eligible for. One Pro Bowl, one All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, Keith Fawnhurst. We'll keep him on the watch list, but I'm not sure that he's going to have enough even. Uh, Greg Cragen, uh, how about that name? You know, he is another name from the past that people, I'm sure, remember. Greg, he uh, was a nose tackle, defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos from 1985 through 1993. Played in Kansas City in 94, and then was a Carolina Panther in their first three seasons in the league, 95, 96, 97. Nose tackle all the way through, wore jersey 71 the whole time, and he made it to one Pro Bowl. And in his career, he ended up as a nose tackle having 28 and a half sacks. Not too shabby for that guy that's a plug in the middle and taking care of some guards and centers. They're just clogging them up so backers can roam free. Uh, Ryan Deem is another one we want to look, about, look at because another just really substantial player for his team tackling guard. Uh, Indianapolis Colt through and through from 2001 to 2011 and won a Super Bowl championship uh, with the, the Colts when Tate Manning he was under center it was a uh, blocking for Peyton uh, quite a bit and you know another solid player but another one that I don't I can't promise you that he's going to make it on the list because like I said there's a lot of good players here Walter Johnson's another one uh you know, his significance. He played a defensive tackle in 1965 with the Cleveland Browns all the way through 1976 and then spent the last season, 1977, of his career in Cincinnati as a Bengal. And he had 68 sacks, uh, according to those uh, John Turney, Nick Webster uh, statistics that they looked up and uh, dug in through for 30 years of uh, great work. Three Pro Bowls he made it uh, to. And he was a 71 all the time with Cleveland, those 12 seasons, and changed to jersey number 78 with the Bengals. But, uh, you know, another brilliant career with those three Pro Bowls. And I can't tell you that he's going to make it, but he's definitely one that maybe we ought to mention here at the end. And, uh, you know, Trent Williams, these names just keep coming, folks. These guys all were 71, and what great players they were. Uh, now, Trent Williams, you know, the uh, great tackle of the Washington Redskins from 2010 to 2018. And in 2020, he played with the San Francisco 49ers. I think he may even be coming back. I'm not sure that he's retired or not. Uh, 
But this man, man at the tackle position made it to eight Pro Bowls, worth 71 his entire career so far. Eight Pro Bowls. Wow. That is a, a big number from a big man, Trent Williams. And I think we'll definitely be having an eye, eye on him at the end. How about uh, uh, Mark Tuane? Uh, you know, Tuane was another great player. Uh, played tackle, center, defensive tackle. Dallas Cowboys, 1983, all the way through the 1997 season. And made it to two Pro Bowls, won three Super Bowl championships with the Cowboys. Uh and you know, just a, a very solid player, and I, you know, it's another guy we got to watch here at the end, and when we go to deliberation. But uh, oh man, his names just keep coming. How about David Dixon, another guy, we're 71 for some time, and you know, David in the NFL, he was a guard, played with the Minnesota Vikings from 1994 to 2004, and no Pro Bowls, but he started 134 games out of 152, and that is nothing to shake a stick at. Pretty good uh, numbers there. Michael Ruse, uh, another one that the uh, offensive lineman that uh, just played the tackle position. It was with Tennessee from 2005 through 2014 and started 148 games in the 148 that he dressed for. One Pro Bowl, once as an All-Pro. Great numbers. Not sure he's going to make it either into here. But this guy may, Tony Baselli. I mean, who can forget that name? That is one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. He played offensive tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars in a shortened career because of injury. 1995, their inaugural season, uh, all the way through the 2001 season. And I believe he was their number one pick in 1995 because he stood six foot seven, 324 pounds, five Pro Bowls in those uh, where we got uh, seven seasons, five Pro Bowls. Are you kidding me? Three times as an All-Pro, All-1990s team, jersey number 71 the whole time there. Tony Bazzelli of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, another guy that I don't know that he can be denied off of this list because those are seven strong seasons uh, to do it. And I guess one more player we'll talk about is Santana Dotson, even though there's many more that we could go here all night because these numbers just keep giving to you. Defensive tackle, defensive end, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1992 to 1995, and then was a Green Bay Packer 1996 through the 2001 season. So 10 total seasons were in 71, won a Super Bowl championship, no Pro Bowls, no All-Pros. And whoo, those are some great numbers. So, so far we have seven. I'll go through them again. Fred Dean, Larry Allen, Carl Eller, Walter Jones, George Connor, Alex Karras, Jason Peters. We need three more to make a top ten. Num- names under consideration here. Ed Bood, Willie Anderson, Josh Sitton, Charles Mann, Walter Johnson, Trent Williams, Mark Tuane, Tony Baselli. Those are our strongest candidates, even though we mentioned some other ones. And I am going to have to say that I'm going to say uh, Tony Baselli goes on this. He is our eighth player on there. What a great career he had. And uh, he sh- will probably be in the Hall of Fame very soon. The other one that I'm saying probably very soon will be Willie Anderson. And we're going to put him on as our ninth player. Now it comes down to some tough picking here. And I think I'm going to have to go with Ed Bood 
is our 10th player going on that. And that is our top 10 list. And we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was a really a tough one. Some great players. And we have to leave some really good guys off that list. And gosh, that's a shame. But we had to pick 10. And those are the 10 that I think are probably the top 10 best jersey number 71s in NFL history. We thank you for joining us for this presentation. We have, uh, what do we have, uh, 19 more numbers to go. And we have some great guests coming up that's going to help us. We have some solo missions and we have some great NFL legends to talk about. So I hope you're enjoying this and uh, give us some feedback on it. If you think we missed somebody or you think maybe somebody should have ranked higher, give us your opinion. We'll answer all your emails and we'll make some corrections on a future podcast. Uh, pigskindispatch at gmail.com. We appreciate your feedback and your help and your generosity. For those of you who donated, we really appreciate that too. Check us out, sportshistorynetwork.com and on pigskindispatch.com uh, Facebook pigskin dispatch page and on twitter at pigskin dispatch until tomorrow everybody have a great gridiron day peeking up at the clock the time's running down we're going to go into victory formation take a knee and let this baby run out thanks for joining us we'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast we invite you to check out our website pigskindispatch.com not only to see the daily football history but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game as well as our own football comic strip cleat marks comics pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets facebook twitter instagram and don't forget the pigskin dispatch youtube channel to get all of your positive football news and history Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.